I've seen it. It's fantastic. It's wildly racist now if you watch it back. Is, have Wait, you seen it? They I went back and changed it. Is it, it really it's now racist? <laughs> like, this isn't quite racist enough. Someone saw Walt. Someone saw Walt. We need to make this more racist. All right, yeah, so back right. to ADI. We've got our Monday covered. We're going to go to the Family Jones, see our good friend Rob Masters. He's got a bunch of cool stuff going on. And then ADI is what, uh, Tuesday? And Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, the, what is that, 19th and 20th of next week? Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. So quite possibly your, listener will be your, hearing this after that. What's your schedule, Brian? I've got a seminar I'm doing Monday from 2 to 4. And that's my only speaking engagement this time, which is fantastic. Uh, the spring issue of the magazine's debuting there, so we've got to make sure those are out on the tables for the registrations. And besides that, we're going to walk the vendor floor, go to some seminars. ADI is nice because it's really, it's just networking for us. We volunteer a lot more at ACSA in terms of like committees and speaking engagements. ADI is more just meet and greet because there's a lot of newbies there. So it's nice to meet them and speak to the audience. Yeah. Cool. So I'm pretty open, actually. After, like, Tuesday, Wednesday are, like, wide open for us. We'll do Tuesday is the awards gala, which I actually already know the awards winners because apparently I'm part of the media, so they sent out a media press release telling everyone what the who the award winners they are. Send, they send awards and, to whoever, like, if you enter, they send you to... I think they had an yeah. issue with people attending the gala, so... Yeah. So there was a couple of years ago, one of the ADIs (laughs) and actually ACSA has had this problem too, to a lesser degree, but yeah, essentially like half of the gold medal winners did not show up to receive them. So they've been letting people know to come get them. And then I've got a media embargo on it, so I'm not supposed to talk about it, but it was just funny to see that press release. Cool. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens with ADI this year because they've had an interesting shakeup. I think we can talk about it now. Have you guys heard about the VP there? True. Mr. Drew Faulkner? I have not. I know nothing. <laughs> he is no longer with ADI. Oh, shocking. Yeah. Not. So I don't know how much detail we can get into right now on this podcast, but uh, it is out that he is no longer with ADI. He's been there for 16 years. And as of about, oh, I want to say, like a month ago, he's no longer with ADI. So it's going to be, and he was kind of the MC of the awards. He was kind of, uh, besides Bill Owens, he was the secondary face of the organization. So it'll be very interesting to see with him gone, to you Eric. Know, what direction they take it. Huh. So he's, he's starting oh. ACSA 2. <laughs> right? I think he's ACSB. trying to. ACSB. ACSBDQGP. AARP. So it'll be interesting. So I know Drew wants to be on the podcast. We should get him on. Yes, he wants to get foul mouthed with us. He wants to get foul mouthed. He wants to drop some, drop some bad words with us. Is that what people say? Is that the, like the only uh, feedback that you get? It's That's what like, we got. Yeah, yeah. we want to come on and swear. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you can swear at your children. Uh, it's what my parents did. Yeah, we got Rob. Go Rob forwarded this uh, Dalkita press release. About their podcast today. Oh, yeah. Said, How they're re-editing season one? <laughs> I, I got that what? forwarded from about 15 people. I don't know why they even had a press release about it. But 
I don't know either. That was interesting. <laughs> so if if listener doesn't know, uh, Dalkita has a, uh, a distilling podcast out there. And they've been on hiatus for a while. And again, I don't know how much detail we can get into. I mean, the, it was, was in the press release, right? Yeah, it's true. They, they said it was a legal lawsuit or a federal, I'm sorry, a federal legal lawsuit going on over the trademark and basically everything to do with the podcast. So Which is it's been on hold. So it sounds confusing. like confusing. <laughs> if someone came at us confusing. with, hey, we've been using Still Talking forever, I would happily give it up. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, so anyway, that in terms of the <laughs> distilling podcast space, which is not huge, uh, they had some legal issues that, <clears throat> the, uh, again, the press release Colton's referring to, it specifically said they were going to re-release season one with new edits, which I have to think is going to be interesting. What? What does so, that even mean? I know. I, Are they adding like Foley effects? I did. Can a, we do that? I did an interview <laughs> for it last last year sometime, and I well, really hope the they editing. aren't They're cutting you out. I hope they aren't going to put me on. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to you. Exactly. Clean. No one tunes in for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It is the Still Talking Podcast, our reverent industry podcast with Colton, Zeno, and myself, Brian. Today, the podcast is brought to you by G&D Chillers and our friends at High Proof Creative. I like how you said there, chillers. Very cool. Yeah. See what I did there? <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm not going to stop. I want to quit. We just started, and I want to quit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I should know. There's our sponsor, too. Is it G&D Chiller or G&D Chillers? I don't know, but well, well they're not a sponsor anymore. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. it. Thank you, yeah. G and D, for, <laughs> for thirty-five seconds of sponsoring this. Brian, why but, can I only see half your face? It's a good half, but I can only see, now. I can see none of it. All right, there it is. Do you need the crazy um, eye? Yes. No, I just, I miss that when we use when we use Google Hangout, it switches when that person. Yeah, I miss talking. that too. But I mean, we're all so now. I just stare. I just stare at Colton. Like <laughs> we're all recording, right? That's it. So. Well, I mean, for Zeno, it's actually fantastic. If you look at Colton, you're looking at both of yeah. us. <laughs> right. Well, occasionally, yeah. if I want to laugh, he likes I'll, backgrounds. Look at, I'll, I'll switch to <laughs> yours and, and look at the uh, whatever the, it is that you're sitting in. Yeah. Just the chaos that is behind me. Are those the two fluorescent lights or are those like, like fucking eight-foot fluorescent tubes? Those There are two sets of double fluorescent lights, which I've okay. taken out because I can't stand the sound of them. Okay. Maybe. All right. Is it, is it right. That up. And that's the Still Talking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we'll be talking about how to change out a fluorescent light bulb. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. Um, Hard hitting. What are, yeah. What, what, are, what did we choose for a topic besides ADI? Anything else we want to talk about there? No. Nah, we, no. We've covered conferences. <laughs> wow. Browsing <laughs> fucking endorsement, guys. I'd like to go to Leopold Brothers while we're out yes. there. That's what I'd like to do. Those guys are amazing. Right. So why don't we do that? Okay, or not. Let's see if we yeah. can get a politically correct interview with uh, Todd. Todd Leopold. We can ask him about his armpit. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that like some weird prison sex thing? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm there lost. There is another, uh, there's a publication out there that put Todd as the that. cover <laughs> image, and it is a giant, like, armpit shot. Oh, yeah, I saw it. face, and, uh, yeah, and he is apparently not... Terribly pleased with the <laughs> armpit shot, but he's so nice. I don't know that he would ever actually tell anyone. That's why I'm telling everyone for him, which he didn't even tell me. I got it. Matter of fact, through someone else. <laughs> All right. So do you guys want Let's see. You mentioned something about events. 
Tasting Tours cocktail event sponsoring. Events are good. Or we could just I go just, through the... I just was lump, I was just lumping that in. It's like, uh, I don't know. Our, we do a lot of events, and like Denise is like, Zeno, I need you to show up here. Every once in a while. Colton, I know you deal with it, too. And Brian, I know you know yeah. aspect of it because your whole magazine is... It's an event, right? Yeah. You're promoting events and talking about events, getting people. So it's like, you know, and then yeah. I looked at... Uh, I was looking at like hogs for the cause and like I see Tito's on there and like people like all music events and all kinds of different events and like, are they beneficial? And they come up in guild meetings all the time too. Yeah. That is a really good question. And I really think that's something we should dive into, especially breaking down what events are useful and what are not, because a lot of distilleries have very limited budgets and I'm getting calls for a lot more events going on and trying to ping me and ask me if I can help them get a hold of people, specifically distillers, producers, to be at these events. We're talking about charitable events. We're talking about tasting events. We're talking about industry events. We're talking about entire cocktail weeks, state. You know, it's getting kind of crazy, and they can be really, really beneficial, but some I think can be a bit of a waste of time. So I think it would be great for you two to kind of go through maybe your own personal experiences on some of the events you've attended and which ones work and which ones are not necessarily worth the time. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was getting at. Cause I mean, a lot of it's, it's all, you know, beam events are weird. They weren't going to send me there. Right. Like that's right. not, they have teams of people that they send for those specific things here. Now I am also that team of people, right? Like, so yeah. I'm learning as I go, and I'm like, oh, these events and this event and that. And so, yeah, Colton, why don't you fire it off because you deal with them. I know you guys do, like, a distillers tour with the distiller. Yeah, I mean, I I avoid as many events as possible. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, yeah, one of the the things that I like the least but seem to actually uh, be the most beneficial is once a month, every first Friday of the month, we do like a <clears throat> we call it a master distillers tour so you know we hire a master distiller to come in because uh, i'm not one um and it's it's you know it's a higher price tour but i take them through a much more in-depth tasting we taste you know single barrels and specialty stuff and you know where there's only so much of that you can do on a normal tour and people like actually sitting down and getting you know getting a a two hour tasting lesson or whatever it is. And they almost always walk out with a few, you know, of our more expensive bottles, um, single barrels or specialty releases or whatever. What's the ticket price on that? I, I couldn't tell you. I want to say it's probably 50 bucks. Okay. Um, but not, not my side of the business. Got it. So that's an internal event. That's that good. is an internal event. Yes. Right. So, and then do you guys also host, um, I mean, if we're going to go down that road a little bit, do you guys do any private events like wedding receptions or private parties? Oh yeah. Like Like constantly, um, uh, not, we're not big, our space isn't big enough for weddings, but you know, company events or we have burlesque shows a, a couple times a month, I think on weekends. Primarily you. Mostly me. Yeah. Uh, and a whole tub of glitter, you know. That's what you pay fifty dollars for. It's called a master distiller, distiller in glitter. <laughs> nice. You take it home with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the master distiller. That's what you take home. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but his bits are covered in glitter, so it's it's safe for kids. And you know, I know we're not well, the only no, ones. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're not the only continue, ones who do continue. it. But you know, there's always yoga events or you know shit like yoga in the distillery, shit like that. Um, you always, obviously, you have to check and make sure you get clearance from your state or local authorities or whatever about having having God, events yes. in your bonded space and, and alcohol laws and things like that. But so those yeah. are those are events that. Well, I mean, Zeno can tell us all about that. He's a lawyer, right? Yeah, <laughs> Esquire, I, I believe, one on right? Or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's um, good advice, and I think that's so. Are, you guys aren't are not going to do any kind of event stuff, right, Zeno? I don't think that we legally can do it right now. Okay. It's like um, so. There's there's a little more hoops that we have to go through. So ours isn't a, it's a, essentially a production warehouse. Like it's just kind of like what was that beam? It's just it's like a factory, right? right? So. There's not really, I mean, there's like a conference room and offices and stuff, but it's not, I mean, you could hold things there, but we haven't because of legal reasons and whatnot. Um, whereas Colton set up, he, one of his facilities is, you guys have like area to do that. Yeah. One of them we actually just renovated, so we have a you know much more specific, I don't even use it. You know, the, the one where the burlesque is at a lot is, you know, I, on the, on Friday we're cleaning up and moving cases and pallets out of the way so we can make room. That sounds fucking awful, by the way. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but, like, you have to clean up and move for that shit. I'd be, like, I'd be cursing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and the rest of our team. Right. Uh, but the other space has, you know, specifically... You want to have your, your company uh, Christmas party here. Come on, come on. And that's, I mean, it's great to, you know, getting people through your distillery doors is always good. You know, it's yeah. the easiest yeah. way. That's, what about, I, uh, I think we were also, you know, we also want to talk about just, you know, tasting events. Cause that's when someone says events, it's kind of what I comes to my mind first is right. Offsite events, know, going, standing behind yeah. a table with your product line out and, and pouring tiny shots for, for whoever, mm-hmm. um, okay, let's, as, let's as many people as you can get. Have either of you dealt with like charity events where you're actually doing a, a tasting or a pouring event for an organization that's say trying to raise money for something or like say a blood center or you know whatever it is who do charitable events? Have you done any of those kind of? We do a lot off-site? of donations to that. Um, okay, and I'm sure our sales team <laughs> does those. I have not personally donated to anything ever. I guess. Ever as a human yeah, being, as a human. like individually, <laughs> I donate my time to you guys. I feel like that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> and we are the beneficiaries. I haven't heard you guys for like three minutes. So whatever you're saying sounds or looks really amusing. <laughs> it's good. But We're I saying a lot of really intelligent things. Yeah. So what you guys? <laughs> I had a really good conversation. I had input, and well, uh, we, uh, yeah, we're actually wrapping up. We're done. Yeah. It was yeah, it was pretty poignant. We moved on. We All moved right, on from in-house events to pouring events. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of what I was going to get at. I was going to ask you, I'm like, what about yeah. yeah, standing behind a fucking table and or doing tasting events wherever you might do them, right? Yeah. So my first one is I asked if you guys had ever ever done like charitable ones, like donations, giveaways, anything for nonprofit organizations that are trying to utilize spirits as a gateway to get donations and funding. 
Yeah, and we and is there a value in that? We donate to a lot of those charities. Um, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a value, but I have not actually gone and worked any. Okay, like I said, I avoid. I feel like as he many... was just saying like. He's the politically correct thing. He's like, we donate to the most charities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're the best charities. We donate to them. I personally hand deliver cases of yeah. old granddad to orphans. Yeah. At least He's on like, a I weekly sign basis. Checks. I sign checks and give them to cancer kids. Like, <laughs> that's the way he said it. I'm just saying. Yeah, that is well, that's not what I meant. Although I like how he said he personally doesn't, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Tyler gives <laughs> checks to cancer kids. All right. So um, aside from like charitable events, because those have just been coming on my re- uh, radar recently, there's obviously the state guild or, you know, sometimes larger tasting events. Say you have the Indie Spirits Expos of the World. You have the Whiskey Fest, Whiskey Live. You have individual state guild run events like Toast, Proof, you name it. What are the value in those? I mean, it's just, you know, brand awareness, right? And you're, if you're in that market, it's valuable to go pour to, you know, whoever the consumers that come to those events are. That I guess the main thing to consider is what's, what's the price to have a booth and how many, how many people are going to be there, right? How many people are you getting your product in front of? But also, right. you know, there's a point where there's too many people and they're just not even looking at the product you're just pouring shot after shot after shot and it's also worth looking at the price of the ticket because if it's a $20 ticket there's a really good chance everyone at the event's going to be shit canned yeah where if it's a $100 ticket tend to people tend to be a little more discerning and they're not going just to get trashed i mean that's anecdotal experience but i th- i think a lot of it has to do with if you can sell at those things too so like when i worked at Oregon Ryegrass Spirits i mean i hustled ginger liqueur at a home and garden show behind a booth and sold like six and a half cases or something ridiculous at a freaking home and garden show. Right. Nice. And I'm like pouring samples and I could sell it with square. Right. And like, right. So I, I think that that plays a role into it too. And that plays to your point. If it's a hundred dollar ticket and, and people are going to buy there, I know like in Pennsylvania at the whiskey festival, or like in Pittsburgh, they had like an on-premise, like pop-up state store and then those are all big boys mainly really that play in there and then but people can buy bottles like oh i tasted that right that scottish guy told me his whiskey was good i want this uh how take my money please but that's not the case for all of it so you have to think about how you're valorizing that scenario for i mean one that popped up to my head is just that we talked about is tails i mean tails is a huge freaking event down here right? yeah and the i guess so the biggest like, point of tales is it's it's bartender focused right so more than yeah. just the consumer you're getting your your spirit in front of bartenders who make drinks and pour it and you know are likely gonna a consumer is gonna buy a couple bottles a year a bartender is likely right. to buy you know cases yeah that right. could be so the gateway exposure. to getting you into more off-premise accounts totally Exactly, and it's uh, it's off premise, and it's it's also new markets, right? So, like, if a bartender from whatever Oregon comes to Tails, right, and like, oh, this bold vodka, and it's exported from New Orleans, cool. I want to make things with this, then you know, 
they start asking about it. It's good. You're right because they're going to go through a lot more. Now, what about so? There's I, I think Tails does it. I think there's like the, some bartender retreat that does it where <clears throat> certain brands can well any brand, but brands can sponsor certain activities. So you know, I think if there's like a a bus ride to an event in the morning. A brand can sponsor that, or a brand can sponsor breakfast, and it's not all just pouring booze, but you're, you know. Right. Sure. Yeah. I think it is comes that, is that to, worth it to is that worth it to little guys too, or is that really just where the big boys? What's play? the engagement? I think because impressions are important. Being seen is fantastic, and you need to be able to do that because that does help with your brand awareness. But what is the engagement on the user end? Yeah. And I've got water running in my pipes in the back, so that's real classy. You're welcome. That's what that sound is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It sounded weird the way you said it, though. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> How would you prefer I said that? I don't know. I mean, it's very accurate, which is fine, but like. Or is it, is it water or is it poo? Is there poo flowing down? It's poo. It's, uh, just, just assume it's always poo. Yeah. And it's flowing like 700 up. 700 kids. It's just a, a freaking line of crapping. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you're. What's the value in that? You're right, Brian. Like that's what. Yeah, like we we were offered to like, we were offered to sponsor a, a breakfast, I think, for whatever the bartender retreat is. And one, it was yeah. crazy expensive, so we just weren't going to do it. But two, it's they like these are. guys are all super hungover. I don't necessarily want to be associated with <clears throat> one with their massive headaches, but two, they're not they're not paying attention to whatever spiel you try to give them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, thanks Corsair yeah. for getting us a bus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to sounds pretty I think nice. You kind of you kind of scratch the surface of that. I think it really what are your demographics who you're trying to sell to? So is your audience their audience? So if you have overlap, okay, that's great. So that's the kind of people you want to get into in front of. And then is it just a bus where it's a flyer or a poster on the side or it's kind of printed small on a brochure that's okay but that's a really fleeting impression but like maybe an engagement thing like with a breakfast okay is it a breakfast or is it like is there something engaging and interesting about it where it's like a heavy greasy breakfast brought to you by corsair to help with the hangover something like that where it can at least be memorable and it's something where they're gonna tweet it or they're gonna put it an instagram photo like oh corsair gets us you know they they served us a greasy breakfast sandwich or something Maybe that's good. Or if it's just, I don't know, if it's forgettable, then it's definitely not worth it. And that's any marketing, I guess. Yeah, but that, yeah, exactly. That's, you could say that with any event, like <coughs> it's right. forgettable. It's not, so, I mean, you can't, you're not, they're not all going to be worth it. And sometimes you're going to do an event that, uh, you know, you're doing a, maybe it's a happy hour event and three people show up because just the word didn't get out or something fell through. Like that shit happens, but you learn right. from it. Right. Especially, I'm sure that everyone they start out, you know, they try to do different things in different tastings or everything. I know that our big thing is, oh, excuse me, we have a big cocktail culture down here, right? So we try and do cocktail activations, like get on a menu somewhere. And that's fun for me. I always, I try and drink them all, uh, especially because I really don't like cocktails. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, you know, prove me wrong. Uh and it's fun though when if we do if they make an event out of it or something then I go and I 
I'm with you though, Colton. I try to avoid as many as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, they set up some that are like meet the distiller. I'm like, I try and take the boys that work for me. I'm like, yeah, like there you go. You Do just you guys you just put up a I, picture of Grumpy Cat from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. When I first started going to tasting events, it made a big difference to me when I started talking to, say, a producer or someone who worked in the actual production side as opposed to a brand person, which, again, not to disparage the brand reps by any means, but I noticed a huge difference in the consumer engagement when they saw who they were talking to. I mean, their eyes lit up. They were excited. It changed the conversation. Are you still seeing that happening? Is that something you're still aware of? Or has the consumer gotten educated enough now where that doesn't matter as much? No, that definitely. That's no, huge. It, it matters. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. got, like, they're sending, you know, Jeff Arnett from Jack Daniels around. It's obviously, yeah. I'm sure they've done some research. I mean, that's, that's, that's all, that's all Fred No does, right? Like, I mean, he goes around, right, and talks to people. That's, I mean, and not, not yeah. just, I'm not just pointing him out. Like Jimmy Russell's the same yeah. way anymore, right? Like, you know, that's it, it's what they do. Yeah, right. Like it, it's it's great. Um, now I'm not saying how much involvement they have in their operations compared to little guys. You can't. That's apples and elephants, right? But I think that it makes a difference. I'm sure you've experienced cold. Like people are signing up for those master distiller tours are they not yeah yeah i always hope that there's no one on the tour so i can go home and that never <laughs> happens <laughs> when are they like what day friday what at six. <clears throat> oh, it's the worst that is real rough i would be like no <laughs> sorry uh we don't even give tours so like it's I'm in a weird scenario so no one ever but, comes to your master tour <laughs> so yeah so no, but like still, I give tours, and certain people were like, "Oh yeah," or industry people, or you know, if someone asks me most of the time if I have time to do it, and it's not, you know, I'm like, "Yeah, I'll show you around," but yeah, we don't have a preset thing. And when I do, I'm like, "Man, if you came to me at Friday at six o'clock, I'd be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no." Although I've gone in on Saturdays to show people around too. So oh, you heard it here first. Still talking, audience listener. Zeno will walk you through on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday that's true. And you might, don't, don't call you, her email. You might never leave up. there. Yeah. You might never leave there, but you'll get to see it. Yeah. I don't know what I would do with the, the, just like store them in a tank. <laughs> okay. I don't know the follow-up to that. I, I don't know. There isn't a follow-up. It's just like it'd no, be really hard to through the, You put them through the mash filter. That's what it's for. Well, that's yeah. or, or you could utilize the fine people at G&D Chiller and make sure that that body doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, that's, stays gotta cold. Keep it fresh. Yeah. Stays G&D Chiller. There's no company that – I don't know if this is the right – Cadaver, is that the right way to go with this spot? I mean, yeah. I mean they well, knew what they were getting into with a sponsorship. G&D I think it's. I think it's more of like a Walt Disney scenario. I'm like preserving oh, you, absolutely. Yeah, and like uh, that's a much more optimistic in, view. But it's in like a metal craft jacketed, like two sided jacketed. Tote. So, so G and D Chiller bringing Disney magic to you. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's real good. I like that. All right, let's talk a little bit more about G and D Chiller, these fine sponsors of this here podcast. You two both have experience with them. Give me a quick, uh, quick, quick, uh, quick breakdown on why you like them and why you, you why you work with them. And I'll continue to stumble over my words. 
Well, I don't currently work with them, so it's fine. I can say it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we got, you know, I always try to go four or five different quotes from the companies just to kind of get a comparative analysis of where we should be at. And G and D always really does kind of go the extra mile and, and make sure I one I know what my you know thermal needs are, and two show me exactly how their system's going to work with that and where I can cut corners and where I really shouldn't. Um, so I feel pretty safe that my, you know, that my cadavers will stay cold. Yeah. Got to keep those cadavers fresh. <laughs> G&D I mean, it, taking care of all your thermal and Disney magic needs. I said it, I said it last week too. I think that, um, or it's this week. I don't know. Time does not exist for <laughs> listener, but, but like, I mean, so many people, over or underestimate their chilling capacity, right? Because thermodynamics are, they take an attention to detail and a lot of effort. And it's nice to have a resource to help you out, like someone like G&D or, or you know, if you need to make uh, Walt Disney magic. <laughs> Steamboat Zeno. Steamboat Zeno. Like Steamboat Willie, that was the first cartoon. God, you fucking idiots. I've seen it. It's fantastic. It's wildly racist now if you watch it back. Is, have Wait, you seen it? They I went back and changed it. Is it, it really it's now racist? <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't quite racist enough. Someone thaw Walt. Someone thaw Walt. We need to make this more racist. We can't thaw him out. The chilling's far too superior. <laughs> Someone call G&D. We need to thaw out Walt to make this cartoon more racist. Oh, okay. We might have to cut the racist part. <laughs> No, I think that's the best part of the spot. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, moving on. Where did we leave off? Uh, Something about events, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Is it good? I was, do- I was talking about cocktails on menus. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, events. Of, like it's, it's so hard for me. You know, we're not going to – Colt and I aren't going to sit here and tell you, like, these events are worth it and these ones aren't. I mean – Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we also have there's people- ones that we all do – Right, like everyone try. If you make whiskey, you try to go to Whiskeys of the World or Whiskey Live and things like that. Right. Um, what's the Chicago one? Indie Spirits Expo. Yeah. So those those are yeah. you know worth it. You have you know again the the price of admission compared to how many people you you get in front of. Um, yep. I would say is definitely worth it. Um, yeah, I think that. There's some that there's like little ones too. Like I know we have people that go out and do like grocery store, set up a little table right sure. here for two hours on a Saturday afternoon. The weirdest thing happened to me. Jen, one of the girls, does it for us. Uh, super sweet. I'm like in a Rouse's, which is a local grocery store here in Louisiana, and uh, I'm not plugging them whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> Because they don't want me to. <laughs> Not I'm a full sure. plug? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. No, it's a, it's a quarter plug. Um, but at any rate, I'm walking in there. I'm like grocery shopping. And I'm like, what the, what's going on? They're doing a tasting. I'm like, cool. What is it? And it was fucking Bolden Vodka. I'm like, oh, sweet. Tell yeah. me about it. I know that. <laughs> yeah. That, I was like, sweet. Did you play dumb? And I was like, let me taste. I was like, let me taste it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> should put that in a frozen cocktail it'll be great delicious <laughs> i hear zeno loves those you know what uh, yeah frozen cocktails <laughs> let's just make the cocktail more complicated <laughs> right <laughs> yes yes because 
Because <laughs> ice makes everything more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could kill you through the computer. But I know the look you're giving me is trying real hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see you in just like less than a week, dude. You, you love me so much. You're gonna give me the biggest I know. hug. I always do give you a big hug. It's I weird. know our beards are gonna oh. velcro together. It's gonna be hot. <laughs> yeah, because of all the stuffs. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, Stuff yeah, stuff right I, there. I had all kind of, I had all kinds of dirty things to say. I know I you did. Like, I know. That's why listener it. tunes in to hear those just yeah. comic gems like stuff. <laughs> oh shit. I'm a regular freaking Richard Lewis. I'm going back to Gallagher. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will smash your watermelon. <laughs> That's um, what I was hoping for. All right, all right. Uh, let's see, I like that's good. The smaller events are good. Retail locations are smart. Oh, when we were talking about uh, we were talking about frozen drinks. I want to go back to that actually. Please, <laughs> the frozen cocktails. Do you see? Um, I knew they were working on them for a while, but they recently released like uh, Jim Beam released RTDs, yeah, like in bottles. Do you see that? <coughs> well, I mean, recently I, I mean, released. I, Maybe in America. I feel like they've had those a, a long time. Oh, yeah, but recently released here and marketed yeah. here. Right. Okay, yeah, they've been around forever, mm-hmm. right? However, I feel really great about the Still Talking podcast because our predictions <laughs> episode. <laughs> really nailed it. The year RTDs were on the Wait, yeah. no, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> no, it's the year of uh, Akavit. Akavit. Yeah. Yes, I think we are okay. absolutely right. And Jim Beam all obviously listens to everything we do. <laughs> no, they're a fast follow company, so they saw other people do. And like, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely retail. I think, you know, you have to say, what, what am I driving off premise? This is all marketing talk. Right. So I don't really know where I'm talking about here. What am I driving off premise and what am I driving on premise? And, you know, the on premise ones are like, hey, we're on a cocktail or. We did a cocktail competition. I think I said, might have said this on the podcast. I don't know. We had 17 different bartenders from around the city yeah. make a cocktail with Bolden. That's it was great. super fun. Like it was, was it at your dis- distillery? No, no, no. We did it like one of the – like a friend of the distilleries has – we went to Company Burger. Remember yeah, that? okay. Cool. Yeah. So like that bar area, he like quartered off that and – I was a judge in it and there was like four or five judges and like people showed up and other bartenders that like even weren't, didn't even, weren't even in the competition came and supported. So like those kind of things, I felt that was, it was really flattering that someone was like, Oh, you guys made this and this is the way we took it when we tasted it and we put it in this drink like that. And it, those kind of things are really cool for on premise consumption events like that. But you know, we have people that do those kind of things. I don't know how much stuff, how much are you doing like that? Oh, I've cool. We try to do more. I'd like to do one of those. I'd probably actually go to that event. Uh, but we do more sort of bar takeovers where we'll help sponsor like the entire cocktail menu is, is Corsair products for the night. And, um, you know, advertise as much as we can, but even if it's not advertised, you're still getting, Whoever's coming into that bar is, you know, a lot more likely to end up forced to drink Corsair. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're not leaving until uh, (laughs) 
You're going to drink this and you're going to watch my burlesque routine and you're going to give me positive feedback. I'm going to put fucking glitter on my bits and you're going to chug triple smoke. <laughs> oh, ah, that's the tagline. That's, I don't know why that sentence really hit me. <laughs> yeah. That's going to linger in the back of my mind for years. Is that because that that's what I call my up bits? One morning. <laughs> Chugs triple smoke. Oh. <laughs> That's the name of it. Like your dong's name is Chugs yeah. and the balls are triple yeah. smoke. Oh. <laughs> they're like a they're like a police duo. Like it's like Chugs and Triple Smoke at it again. And oh, we've lost God. our sponsors. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I emailed them. I told them they made a terrible mistake. It's it's All fine. Right, so We're good. Though, I got I got a question for you then, Cohen. Like, how do you? So at like the burlesque event, like, are so I imagine people are, are they drinking cocktails? Like, how does that work? Yeah, yeah. We basically we set up different licensing. We, we like, set, set up whoever like whoever puts on the show. You know, they agree to. You know, there's this is. You know the the event space price, and then you you have to um, pay you know a minimum drink order, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's all just whatever. You know, we usually do some batch cocktails for it, and they can get pours of whatever else they want. But we're just really slamming up gin and tonics, and you know, triple smoke and, and ginger beer, um, wh- cool. whatever we're trying to go through. How many people like do you usually come to this? I've never been to one, and those are at, those are at Merit, right? Uh, and now at Marathon because of the new bar, um, which doesn't mean anything to listener unless you've been. To yeah. Coursera, right. We have two locations, <laughs> but, but that's okay. We're just going to carry on this conversation, like you know, like we're not recording a podcast. <laughs> that's how we've always done it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's you know, it depends on what the show theme is i think i think like the halloween burlesque does better than uh our burlesque and cheese events because well (laughs) there's nothing i like more than scantily clad humans and cheese makes you feel sexy huh right hey here do you guys have any experience with the pop-up bar scene is that a situation producers can be a part of or is that still i mean i assume it's still uh, regulated I'd, by the three-tier system itself, but is there any intelligent way that producers can get in with pop-up scenes and make sure that their stuff is highlighted? I would love that. I don't know. And you say intelligent way, you're not going to get that answer <laughs> from either of us. Fair enough. Um, I think that's that's the but, best situation where you do a, a bar takeover, though, right? It's a, it's a pop-up yeah, bar, so pop-up it's already bars. like cool to go to, and then it's all... You know, one right one there. You go. That's another great event idea. The, t- the I don't know event. how it works though. Like, I mean, I went to there was two in Louisville that I went to. There, were, there was a Christmas themed one, and the whole place was like, my wife went ape shit for it. Which I hate Christmas. In case you guys wanted to know, and uh, <laughs> which is comes to no surprise, I'm sure. Um, but like, shocked. Everyone is shocked. It's like everything was Christmas themed and Christmas themed cocktails, and like popped up and like after Christmas. It was gone. And then another one I went to in Louisville was it was like a tiki bar pop up. And I think it's that would be great if I could get a Bolden sponsored or even like, a you know, Louisiana distillers. If I buddied up with other distillers here and said, hey, let's do a craft pop up. That would be cool as shit. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I don't know what my point of me saying any of that is, is that I would really like to do it. I don't know how to do it. Though. Okay. So we agree. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. Someone do it yeah. and report back to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah someone do it, perfect it, yeah. and then do it for and me. And then start a and podcast, will... talk about yeah. it intelligently, and then we will copy your material. And I'll, and I'll reap all the benefits. That's yeah. all I really want. Absolutely. I want to do nothing, gain everything. <laughs> like, it's not that hard. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I. What are okay? So let's talk about this. What are some of the events that really stand out to you? What are the events that you like? I would say that cocktail event that I went to was was great. Um, some of the older whiskey events, like even the Pittsburgh whiskey events that I went to, you know, eleven years ago or something, were freaking great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really like really to go to this. Are you looking for? this one in particular in Nashville? One because it's it's close, obviously, uh, but it. I really like the the whiskey list that they, or spirit uh, choices that they always pour. It's uh, it's Midtown Wine and Spirits event, so it's one of the yeah. Yeah. You know, best kept uh, liquor stores in Nashville, I think, and they show it at this event too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, those kind of things. Like, but that's 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 for it. me. I don't think it's a great. It's probably not that great of an event for Corsair. <laughs> Just what I like to go and try other. But that's spirits. what I asked. I didn't. I didn't ask Corsair. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I asked you, and like I think that I say that to Denise, like one of the marketing sales. I don't even know what the hell she does. She does all kinds of shit. But like I say to her, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, that's something I would want to go to when we're talking about different events. I'm like it, that's that's how I gauge everything. Now I'm not saying everyone is exactly like me. Please God, <laughs> that is terrifying. Um, <laughs> Right. But I, I think that's a good way to gauge it, especially if you're thinking for your distillery, like, is this an event? Would I want to go to this if I was the outside looking in? Yeah. Right. Um, uh, one of the ones I've been to that I really enjoyed was the Rochester Cocktail Revival. It's an entire week where it involves distillers, restaurants. You know, it's it's pretty impressive in terms of there's like a festival they have different events throughout the week. Plus they have like highlighted bars and restaurants you go to, and they really do a good job of getting the entire kind of producer and bartender community going in the same direction. So everyone's kind of promoting and helping each other. That one surprised me at how, how enthusiastic the actual attendees were. And they came out every single day. I mean, they had great crowds at every event that they put on, which was multiple events. So that was kind of cool. And I think part of that was getting that local bartending and restaurant scene to buy in because they got a lot of value out of it. And then in a, in a way, the producers kind of piggybacked off that. Are you talking about Rochester, New York? I am. Oh, wow. That's where my mom lives now. Really? Yeah. I go there yeah. I, I go there once a year. I do a, a judging event over there. It usually coincides with that cocktail week. Do you eat a garbage plate? Uh, yeah, I have eaten a garbage plate at 4 a.m. at some random diner Solid. that's like an amazing Solid. Rochester staple yeah. that I can't remember the it's name of. It's called Nick Tahoe's. Yeah, it was impressive. Yeah, Nick Tahoe's. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, I, I appreciate Rochester. Uh, it's weird. It's a weird place. I like it. Um, yeah, me too. I like there's this Abbott's custard that I'd probably like kill each of you twice to lick it once. Um <laughs> It's awesome. You're so it's like quotable really, this episode. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Uh, it's really good custard, and it's 
It's amazing. I love like, this. The food in Rochester yeah. is actually good. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really not healthy. <laughs> yeah, no. garbage plate is the opposite. <laughs> no, I don't know that I've seen a single serving of you know food that wasn't just doused in butter. So, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm gonna die. Yep. Yeah. Well, or you can eat in New Orleans. I'm like sometimes, like man, I want to eat something clean, and then you know, <laughs> I end up eating something in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. But I'm like, I hear I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> I feel myself dying as I'm eating this. <laughs> All right, with that, let's, uh, why don't you lead us into some final thoughts there, Zeno? Uh, final thoughts. <laughs> oh, what was that? Uh, I don't know. I can't do it. I'm just like, I'm not as apathetic right now as I usually am. Yeah. Uh, we'll work on that uh, next time. I'm like apathetic about my apathy. Um, uh, 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 final thoughts. Um, is this the year of Rome? <laughs> <laughs> Still unequivocally, maybe. <laughs> we'll get back to you. Final thought: events. I would say again. I'll say the exact same thing I always do when it comes to anything marketing. Know your demographic. Uh, identify is the audience your audience. Make sure that it's a well-run event. I think that's the biggest thing I see. Is the quickest way to waste your time is to be a part of an event that turns into kind of just a drunken shit show. It's not great to represent your brand. Most people won't remember you were there and it's kind of not worth your time. And the time is the biggest investment that you're putting into it. So yeah, really I, just make sure you research each one. I remember a few years ago, there was a whiskey and bacon event and they ran out of bacon in like an hour. <laughs> not terrible. Run. Wow. How bad do you <laughs> fuck that up? Right. right? Like, you have two things that you did not run out of. Like, yeah. Like, bathrooms, eh. Fucking, like, egress for people if there's a fire. Eh. But don't run out of fucking bacon and don't run out of whiskey. Right. It was Fuck. the first thing in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you ran out of whiskey, that would even be more reasonable. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Man. Good advice. All right, go ahead, Colton. Wait, no, I'll go. So I'm, I'm like, kind of, you know, I just kind of just change the words around to whatever someone says before me. Bacon. Yeah. And then, like, that's my final thought. But, no, I think that managing it, like, make sure you're managing the event. As in, if you are willing to sponsor something or donate a case or whatever it is, make sure you have some presence there so they don't just make a batch cocktail with your spirit. Send and it then to the volunteers. And, no, and nobody knows what it is. <laughs> right. right. Like, make, sh- make sure it's managed and, you know – a lot of times you have to have someone on your team that has to go to make sure it is managed so to see it through to the end. Otherwise you're doing a lot of work and put a lot of effort for nothing. So yeah. And then, Hey, water. And then speaking of uh, rewording what people just said, uh, uh, make sure you're a lot of these events. You, you end up having volunteer pours, make sure you're nice to them. I I did an event down in, in new Orleans and, uh, at first, our volunteers uh, were not doing a good job selling selling our whiskey. People would say, "Oh, what's this taste like?" And the descriptors they were giving were would not make me touch it in a million years. Uh, so we sat down and we we had a little powwow, and they were like, "This is Corsair. <laughs> it's made by this guy. <laughs> yeah. It tastes like beard oil, straight." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had a little powwow, and then by the end of the event, they were. Like everyone, we had the longest line at the event, and it was mostly because of them and, and how they were selling it, and um, and they were cute. 
two furry dudes, but very cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, we knew. Are there... Do you have upcoming events? Where do you have any upcoming events? Yeah, I'm going to ADI. That you're, that you have to go. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of that. <laughs> Listen to the uh, next episode of the Still Talking Podcast. You'll learn a little bit more about it. Yeah. Wait, who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to listen to any still talking podcast. I value my time. You know how you could find events out though? As if you had someone managing all of your like web presence, social media, high proof yeah. creative. Yeah. That would be a really good way to get out to the internet right. that you're doing things and Educating them on it by utilizing our good friends at Hyperloop Creative. I think this internet thing might catch on. I would utilize a professional like Hyperloop Creative to help me do that. And she can probably sort through which events are worth it and which events will run out of bacon. I think she has SEO technology for running out of bacon. I feel absolutely validated in saying that I don't think Karen at High Proof Creative would ever run out of bacon at any of her events. I don't know if there are things that are more sad to me than the sentence run out of bacon, like at a bacon event, right? In that context, it's the most terrifying thing. I, I don't know who ran that, but man, I would love to see that moment that they ran out of bacon. Definitely wasn't like, High Proof oh no. Creative. They're like, someone's going to tell Steve we're out of bacon. <laughs> Like, Some dude named Steve I, is always going to be the most pissed off about the deficiency in the amount of bacon. Yeah, that scenario happened, and like someone's like, uh, "Steve, yeah. we're out of bacon," and he's like, "God damn it, it's the bacon and whiskey event." <laughs> Someone unthaw Walt. We need to make this cartoon more racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you, dummies. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're good. We're done. Find us on AIM. I think you already used that one. <laughs> I'm sure I have. Yep. It's not like you say anything original. Find have us we, on the back of a milk up. carton. Advu <laughs> yeah. ask, have you seen? I don't know if you guys had those. I had them in Pennsylvania. Check out our billboard in downtown Detroit. It does not exist. <laughs> yeah. Tag it. Yeah. 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 And ask Jeeves. Cool. See you next week. Sounds good. If you're. If you're going to be at ADI, uh, we might see you, uh, but you're going to hear this afterwards. So we saw you. <laughs> yeah. This is me from the future. And yeah. I hate you. I also love you and really appreciative of you. Oh, and this is a perfect opportunity for anyone at ADI. Uh, this will come in handy. I apologize sincerely for everything Zeno did, <laughs> will do, and has done. Yeah, and the smell will come off in a shower. That's all. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You're fine. Just, just, just don't run out of bacon. All right. Cheers up, man. See ya. All right.